Welcome to the Psychedelic Integration Podcast. I'm Sinclair Fleetwood, your psychedelic life coach, and I teach you how to connect with your soul mission, follow your heart, and make lasting changes in your life by creating a sacred spiritual partnership with plant medicines. Learn easy tools, tips, and integration strategies that will demystify the psychedelic renaissance and open the way for you to come back home to yourself. If I can do it, you can do it too. Find out how here. Hey family, welcome to the show. Happy solstice week. It's the summer. Hello, we made it. Woo! I hope it is not scorchingly hot where you are. We are now in the beautiful mountains of North Carolina and oh my gosh, the difference between being here and being in Texas last summer is like, I feel that the earth is holding me in her forest. It's beautiful. And I'm sending love and support to all my people in Texas because <laughs> I know y'all are frying. And I've been thinking a lot about summer and the seasons and shifting into a more cyclical, resonant, natural rhythm of life. And I've been talking about this a lot in everywhere. And it's so magical that the solstice is coming right now. We're stepping into cancer season. Cancer is a water sign. It's like prime time to allow this flow and rest to come into your life. And it's part of the inspiration for me to share my slow down summer workshop series that starts this week. We are doing four weeks of four live masterclasses. Each one is a different aspect of rest, relaxation, restoration, and education about, okay, why are we in such a hurry? Why are we so amped up? How do we disentangle ourselves from hustle culture and being on all the time. And part of why I was inspired to create these workshops is because, you know, I think we're kind of socialized to think of summer as this time of fun and rest. And like, as kids, it's like, school's out, we're going to party, we're going to go like, hang out at the pool all day and hang out with our friends and lay in the grass and, you know, play with bugs and do whatever, <laughs> run through the sprinklers, eat snow cones, like, stay up late and have pizza parties and I have such a fond, nostalgic memory for summer. And, you know, as adults, we don't get that time. Most of us don't get that time. And in fact, if you have kids who are in school and who are on like a summer out, summer's at school's out schedule, summer might feel even more stressful to you because you have this limited time to spend with your kids, but you also have to continue juggling your job and you have to continue doing everything you've been doing through the year. But also now the kids are out of school and maybe there's a uh, more cost to, for their care, for them to go to camp or hang out, you know, like at a place during the day. So I personally feel very called in my own life, but also in my work to shift the focus of my integration work to this restorative, regenerative, easy, slow, foundational practice to take care of ourselves in a more seasonal and rhythmic way that aligns with the seasons and the cycles of the earth. And so that's what these workshops are about. Tonight we're going to do Welcome to Your Tortoise Era. And tortoise, tortoises and turtles have so much to teach us about slowing down, about deliber being deliberate, being present, 
savoring. They have so much symbolism. They're ancient teachers. Um, you know, turtle medicine is throughout every indigenous and ancient culture, there is some kind of turtle origin story. So we're going to go over all of that and how all of it leads into making a home for your medicine, for your medicine path, for your medicine experience, and for your integration. Because when we are dysregulated, out of balance, amped up, it's so hard for this work in the integration space to land. So the slowing down in the restoration is about revitalizing your soil, revitalizing the fertileness of you so that all of this effort you're putting into your healing has a place to root in. And if you're interested in joining the workshop series or just coming for one, you can go to my website, SinclairFleetwood.com, click on master classes. You can find the links on the homepage. There's a link to join all four workshops. You get all the replays, slides, worksheets, whatever is coming with the workshop. And it's going to be really fun. There's going to be time for coaching, Q&A. So I would love to see you there. As an extension of all of that, today we're going to talk about the joy of missing out. So I'm 100% certain y'all have heard of the fear of missing out, FOMO, F-O-M-O, FOMO, fear of missing out. Fear of missing out is a low-key anxiety that you are somehow not part of something. Maybe something that's happening, an event, you know, something your friends are doing. FOMO can be really insidious and social media and this, you know, hyper interconnectivity that we have can make FOMO feel way worse. It's like everyone's raving about something. Everyone seems to be belonging to some group or clique or everyone seems to be in the know and experiencing something that you're not part of. And really to me, FOMO is about a lack of belonging it feels like you're you're just not you're just not wanted and that can trigger like not enoughness feelings of not being worthy of not being cool of not being i mean it's so like from high school and grade school like fomo is essentially you're not hanging out with the popular kids doing the cool stuff you know and so I want to talk today about JOMO, which is the antithesis to FOMO. JOMO is the joy of missing out. It's when you are so centered in your presence that you get to go all giddy and content because you choose to sit out of whatever all the cool kids are raving about. You know that you can't miss out on something that's meant for you. JOMO is what it feels like to be self-confident, to have self-trust, to be connected to your inner power, to be on your path with your inner knowing, to be trusting yourself, to be trusting the universe. And it's a really magical feeling. It feels so good. Like an excitement of like, whatever's meant for me will find me. I can't miss out on something that's meant for me. I really believe that. You cannot miss out on something that you are meant to experience. Everything that is happening in your life is happening for your benefit, including not being part of things that maybe everybody else is part of. And I think that JOMO, the joy of missing out, 
really starts to come up a lot for people as a choice, as a different mindset, when you start working with medicine and find yourself on this medicine path. Because what happens with these medicines is an expansion of consciousness. Your belief system, your values, your worldview is going to change. And when you start to change and you start to grow and you start to shift, you are not going to be aligned with what everyone else is doing. And it can feel a little bit isolating and scary at first to not be part of the club when you're following the beat of your own drummer. And I think at the beginning of this process, it can feel, it can feel really hard because you're like, oh my God, I was searching for belonging and like self-trust and, you know, confidence and all of these things. And now I'm like left out over here. You know, I'm not part of this, this thing that everybody seems to be raving about. How is that growth? Like that feels like a step backwards. And if you can look at yourself from a higher perspective, you can see that the whole point of all of this is not to be part of the of the way that everyone is thinking. Because if that was working, we wouldn't be suffering so much. If the programs and the way that, that we are socialized to behave and to extract and to live on this planet in a capitalist consumer society gave us meaning and gave us you know fulfillment, we wouldn't be taking medicine to find our hearts and find our way back to spirit. So I'll give you an example. This week, there is a big conference happening in my field in Denver, and it's hosted by MAPS, and it's like the Psychedelics and Science Conference. So they are sharing it as like the biggest psychedelic gathering in the world. And a lot, a lot, a lot of people that I know, that I love, who are in this field, who are my medicine people, my medicine friends, are going to be at this conference. And a couple months ago, people started asking me like, oh, are you going to MAPS conference? It's so exciting. Can't wait to see you there. And so I was like, okay, what is the deal with this? Like, why is it so, why is everyone so excited about this? So I went to their website to check out the details. Immediately, I was like, nope, I'm not going to this conference. I would rather literally do anything else. I couldn't even get like far into the website because my heart was screaming like, red alert, abort, this is not for you. And the reason that it's not for me is because if it's not a sacred fire and a water drum and tobacco and singing medicine songs in community as a family, I don't want it. I don't want to be part of the psychedelic science renaissance. Like, I don't want to receive explanations and strategies and predictions and market analysis about something that, to me, is magical and spiritual and personal. It's sacred. For me, plant medicine is a sacred path. And the difference between what's going on in, this, in the quote-unquote like psychedelic industry and the rooted-in soul food of the medicine path, as I understand it, is so vast. It's like they're not even the same thing at all. Psychedelics and science might as well be happening on a different planet. Like, that's how it feels to me. And I don't really care personally that the market is hot and psychedelics are cutting edge science and like you're in this profession so you should you know be you should care about this like when people are telling you you should care about something and you 
are listening to your heart and your heart's like, no, I don't care about this. That's kind of a, a place that you can, can start to practice JOMO. Like, I don't care about this because it's not for me. And that doesn't mean that I have to say that it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. It's not bad. It's great. I'm so happy that so many people I know and love are going to this and having a wonderful time and, ex- you know, meeting each other and connecting with each other and having a super sciencey psychedelic time. Awesome. I personally am no longer accept- accepting the same dudes with, you know, the status of being quote unquote experts and, you know, with PhDs telling me how it is. I don't want to be told how it is by these people anymore, personally. And that doesn't mean that they're doing anything wrong either. You are allowed to not want to do something for yourself and also support whoever wants to do it. This is a thing that we can do. We don't have to yuck someone else's yum. You hear what I'm saying? Like, it's possible to recognize that this is a super exciting field and you know, it feels new to people who are coming into this space. And a lot of people really need to connect psychedelics and science because it gives them a sense of safety because science has been our language for a long time of how we understand things. So I totally get it. And I support that it's happening and I support that people are doing it. And for me, it was like a hard pass. I'm going to Jomo over here and not be going to this conference. So this is just an example of how JOMO can work in your life. And that doesn't mean, so I'm enjoying missing out. I'm glad that I'm not there. I don't want to go. But I also felt a pang of like, man, everybody's doing this together. And I wish I was there. I want to hang out with my friends. And you can have both feelings at the same time. You can know deep in your heart that this is not for you. And you can also be like, well, I kind of wish I was there, even though I know that it's not for me. For me, it has been so important to keep my medicine work underground and mystical and natural and connected to the earth. And I will personally continue to expand my relationship and knowledge with plants and medicines through the spiritual path. And for me, the spiritual path is not about science. It's not exclusionary of science. It's just not the focus, if that makes sense. Because science is really important. It's very valuable. It's something that we have used to guide us for a long time. And I really, honestly, science is a way that we've tried to understand God. It's the way that we've tried to understand, like, why are we here? How does everything work? Like, science and the the, the validation through science of, you know... Psychedelics create new neural pathways. They heal your physical body. They heal your brain. They heal your your mental state. Like they can change your mindset. Like all of these scientific findings and and that path through the more pharmaceutical slash medical model of medicine is exactly what a lot of people need. So... JOMO is about finding what's joyful for you and recognizing that not everything that everyone is in a tizzy about is for you and that this is a good thing. And it's a super important path to self-trust and to 
beginning to feel comfortable walking to the beat of your own drum, even when everyone else is going a different way. It's how you stay open to receiving the guidance from source that is constantly connecting you to the right people, the right gatherings, the right next steps, and really trusting in that. Like, it's it's something that happens a lot in this work, especially the longer that you do it, where you might find yourself straddling these two worlds. You might find yourself with one foot in the old life, in the old way of thinking, and the old paradigms, and one foot in the new life. And you might be on like a, a pendulum of like swinging back and forth between these lives, right? And so leaning into the joy of missing out is really putting your both feet into the the medicine path, the spiritual path, the healing path, the path of doing things differently because they feel better to you, not because everybody else is telling you to. That that self-trust and that trusting your intuition is so important and the way that you get there is practice. It's feeling confident that whatever you're into, your path, what lights you up, that's where your magic lies. Even if everybody else is on a different tip, everyone. And it's so important to trust your own vibe and do what feels good to you and to dig into your own witchy alchemy and embrace your uniqueness and embrace your medicine, embrace your weirdness and trust yourself in your heart. And your joy is not going to be the same as everyone else's. And it doesn't need to be. And so how you can practice JOMO, switching to JOMO from FOMO, is starting to check in with your body. And so for me, in this example that I shared with you, it was very obvious to me right away that I didn't want to go to that conference because my body was giving me the signals. It was like, I felt resistance. I was feeling it in my heart space. I was feeling it in my solar plexus. I was just like, like learning how to tune in to these subtle, the subtle language of your body, the subtle language of your nervous system that is always talking to you. It's always sharing with you. It's always giving you clues and guides because not everything is conscious, you know? Most of our most of our behavior and the reasons for our behaviors and choices and actions are unconscious. That's why we're I'm always talking about like going through these elemental processes in yourself because you have to find methods to make the unconscious conscious so that you can start to understand what is actually going on underneath that is driving my actions because most of it is unconscious. So part of how you can start to check in with yourself and see what do I really want? What is calling to me? What is what is lighting me up? Is to is to pay attention to how does it feel? And one of the cool ways that I really like to kind of reorient myself to pleasure and joy and like paying attention to these subtle cues, these impulses, if you will, is through something called glimmers. 
So what's a glimmer? A glimmer is a little twinkle of excitement, curiosity, play, fun, joy, excitement, pleasure. I think I said excitement twice because it's really important. Glimmers are the opposite of triggers. They cue safety. They are small moments that create little positive emotions in your body. There's wonder, love, appreciation, joy, excitement, curiosity, play. They can also be connected to like your senses and really being mindful and present. So I'll give you some examples. Maybe looking at your little cat the first thing in the morning and noticing how cute his little meow is or getting a hug or watching the birds in the trees outside or getting a nice message from someone you love. Um, they're unlimited in what they can be and they're really simple ways to improve your mood and your mental health to, to start to regulate your nervous system. And there's like hundreds of them in a day. So one of the things that I work with so many of my clients on, and that is such a huge part of the medicine path and the, the reason why people want to do this work in the first place is to start being present for your life and to put attention to what is happening in this moment. And so glimmers are a really easy, simple way to bring presence to every moment that is giving you joy. And it really, it helps rewire your brain towards positivity and reorient you towards pleasure rather than negativity and anxiety. And, you know, if you think about the difference between FOMO and JOMO, FOMO is like the negativity bias. It's the focusing on, oh, what I don't have, the lack, the scarcity, the not being included, the not belonging. And, you know, to, in order to make your way through these parts of yourself that feel this way, it's important to connect with them and open, you know, Recognize that you have FOMO. Recognize that you don't feel like you belong. Recognize these parts of you that have been disowned or lost, you know, that are not feeling part of you who feel like they don't have the love that they need. And to start to put attention to, okay, how can I bring my attention to putting some control over the monkey mind and the wandering thoughts and the harsh inner critic and choosing what you think about and what you feel. And there is a scientific principle and understanding of how this works in the brain. And they have identified the scientists, <laughs> the scientists um, have identified this, this, it's like a, well, it's like the monkey mind, right? It's like the inner voice that we have. They have identified it as the default mode network. That's like an evolutionary way that our brain works to protect us. 
But how it's working now in this current time is the, the default mode network is activated when we're lost in thought. So, you know, we're thinking about ourselves, we're thinking about the future, we're thinking about the past. We are worrying, we're wondering what's, you know, what's going to happen and like being not where we are. And so it's often the case that the more that we are lost in these thoughts and this ruminating and this like making up stories and wondering what's going to happen and feeling sad about the past or regretful or um, all of these things, we are likely to be more unhappy the more that our minds are wandering and lost in thought. This is why so many traditions and so many teachers and so many experts are saying to meditate because meditation is a way that you can stop the wandering of the inner critic and the, the monkey mind and bring yourself into the present moment and into flow. And you know, people talk about flow all the time. It's like an optimal state of consciousness where you feel your best, you're performing your best, and the, the monkey mind is not activated. The default mode network is not on. You are focused on what you're doing and everything else disappears. This can happen when you're making art, when you're writing, when you're reading, when you're really engaged in being present with someone, when you're having a conversation, like everything is happening without all this effort and without kind of the narration of the inner critic. And a lot of people want to use psychedelics to turn off this inner critic voice. This is where the ego death comes from because people want to like disconnect from that part of themselves. And that is really not necessary. And that's why meditation is, it's really like working out for your brain and giving your brain like the structure and foundation to be able to take control of itself <laughs> and to change how your body responds and your mind responds to stimulus to create more self-trust, to create a choice, to create space for a choice. When you are able to shut down your default mode network and choose to be present in an activity that you enjoy, you are creating new neural pathways that are wiring you for optimal joy, presence, happiness, and good feelings. And are you going to feel good all the time? No, that's not how this works. We're human beings. We have a huge, huge spectrum of feelings and emotions and experiences and this isn't about no bad feelings, but mindfulness and being connected to the reality of what's happening in your mind, all of this is related, you know, all of it is related to slowing down. It's related to restoring. It's related to coming back into balance with nature. It's relating to choosing joy over fear, choosing love over fear. You have the ability to change your brain and you can form new neural pathways to create the conditions to become happier and everyone wants to feel better you know there's nothing wrong with wanting to feel better and wanting to enjoy what you have and wanting to be present for what you have and be able to take the medicine experiences that you're having and these beautiful feelings and connection with spirit and actually bring that into your regular life and allow it to change things. That's it. 
you just want to change a little bit at a time. And so the glimmers and the Jomo, practicing Jomo, are just little pathways to creating a little bit more happiness, to feeling a little bit better, to allowing yourself to experience joy, to giving yourself permission to experience joy. And all of this is part of a comprehensive integration practice. It's not always, you know, do these huge things. You have to change everything. Like I really... <laughs> I really believe that these small changes and these little new understandings that you get, those are the things that are going to actually take you into a different way of living. It's not creating a whole bunch of habits and like stuff that you can't stick with. Jomo is something you can stick with. You can trust yourself. And every time you choose to trust yourself and choose your own joy over what something outside of you is telling, you are strengthening that muscle and you are creating a new trajectory towards feeling better. Jomo is about living a slow life. It's about disconnecting. It's about not worrying about what everyone else is doing. It is so in, intrinsically tied to the practice of integration. Because when your parts, when all the parts of you are whole and connected and unified it's really difficult to feel like you're missing out on something. It's, I think, very awesome to begin to take joy in the smallest things in your life, to begin to savor little moments. Like, you're doing alchemy all day, every day. You are constantly having the choice to be like, wow, this is so awesome. This feels so good. And it's like combining Jomo and the Glimmers practice together and understanding like why it's important and doing your meditation is a sure path not only to self-trust but to feeling empowered. And it's not about isolating yourself, you know. Being in community is important and saying yes to things is important as well. But if your heart is telling you this is not for me, Trust it and go about your business and go about your way. And I want to, say, to share that in this path of leaning into joy and slowing down and restoring and really modeling that for myself and for my clients and the people that are in my circle, I'm taking a three-month minimum break from Instagram. I made my last post yesterday and am not going to be there. So if you're looking to connect with me, get on my email list. That is the place. SinclairFleetwood.com. You can find how to sign up on the website and come to my workshops. You can listen to this podcast and I would love to connect with you. You can also do a free one-on-one -on -one connection call with me if you're looking for coaching. If you're looking for support, the first step that we do is sit and have a conversation together, see how our energy feels. And don't forget, I have a sliding scale now for my one-on-one -on -one private coaching. And it's going, oh, I'm so happy that I implemented this. It's been so great. I feel like so excited about it and about the different people that I'm getting to serve. So thanks for listening. I hope this Jomo, this is a season of joy and happiness for you.